All right. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Sidebar. We've got a super fun episode planned today. We have Paul Jelmin with us today. He is our former sound engineer, and he reached out to me the other day with a legal question, just for fun, just to kind of see my take on it. I didn't need law advice. He did not need law advice, no. Paul actually called us at 2 o'clock in the morning was like, guys, I need help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, I did not have to go down to the jail. This, yeah, this is a yeah. bad sort of situation. No, this was uh, a, an idea for the show that he came up with with uh, a fun legal topic. Is Paul trying to stab me in the back here? Is he trying to re- replace one dumbass with another? Yes, I am. I'm trying to replace you as the non-lawyer of the bunch. So. <laughs> I always knew you'd come back into my life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we thought it'd be fun to take a, a bad legal take that we see so often out there on the interwebs and kind of discuss it and analyze it and just see why it was a bad legal take and what the law actually is. So this is a new segment we're calling Paul has a question. So, Paul, what is your question? You mentioned Bad Legal Takes, which is a Twitter account that I follow lovingly, which I feel like it's, as a, like a legal curious person, I love to sort of, it's, it's people who are both ignorant and arrogant and think that they know something about the law. So It's a great combo. The best combination. Yeah. It makes me feel okay about them making fun of them on the internet. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, but, and like, I would say probably 90% of the tweets that they put out are totally obvious to me, but maybe 10% of them are not obvious. And this is one of those that is not obvious. So let me read through. There's four tweets here. Uh, So Michael Cruz says, uh, Lester Holt, he's quoting Lester Holt. Can you give Uh, out his username too? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think it is. Put these people on blast. (laughs) (laughs) I think it is Mike at Michael Cruz. It's cut off on the screenshot on bad legal takes, but. He says, he's quoting Lester Holt, uh, and Lester Holt says, decisions to not give unsupported arguments equal time are not a dereliction of journalistic responsibility or some kind of agenda. In fact, it's just the opposite. And he has a link there to a, I think it's a transcript of a CNN program. I'm not sure. I was trying to look at what part of that he was referencing, but anyway. Uh, Then Michael Scarns, who is, who is, yes, that Michael Scarns, or is at least emulating an office character says fairness doctrine and then jeff chat says ronald reagan got rid of the fairness doctrine which gave birth to rush limbaugh and fox news and then bb25 whose avatar is a colonial person playing football uh says and cnn msnbc and new york times that's right the new york times has only existed since the 80s yeah (laughs) okay a little bit to unpack there (laughs) (laughs) yeah so uh I, this is especially shameful for me because I took a media law class in undergrad and we talked about the fairness doctrine and I sort of remember that it was a thing. It's sort of equal time to different, you know, sides of an argument, but it has since either been repealed or just has fallen out of enforcement or something. So I guess explain to me, explain to me why that's a bad legal take. (laughs) Because I got to fairness doctrine and I was confused. Actually, you you did pretty well there. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. No, I retained more than I thought. <laughs> uh, the fairness doctrine was a thing. It was a, a 
promulgated by the FCC and it was ended in the Ronald Reagan administration. It wasn't completely gotten rid of until actually like 2011, but for the most part, it stopped being enforced during the Reagan administration. There are two different doctrines. There's the fairness doctrine, and then there's the equal time doctrine. The equal time one is still in enforcement. So that one is like, if you give a candidate an advertisement for their political campaign, you have to allow the other candidate the same opportunity to advertise on your station. Um, and that one is still in effect. Wasn't it when, when Donald Trump was on SNL, they had like NBC had to offer to the other Republican candidates that they could have, you know, whatever, an hour and a half or two hours of, Oh God. Of time. I, think, I, think they, I don't think any of them took them up on it or there was some, maybe one person did, but next week's host, Bobby Jindal. I don't think it was that they got to host SNL. It was just that they could have some time to talk about (laughs) politics, I guess. Next week's host after that, Marco Rubio. Oh, (laughs) that would have ended SNL. Just go through like the 25 list of uh, presidential candidates. The least funny people in the world. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, um, but but, yeah, the fairness doctrine is, is no longer there. But that was more of... First, actually just talking about controversial issues, um, the FCC felt like because there was a limited bandwidth for network televisions that they had to take on controversial issues and they had to present both sides of those controversial issues just as a public service. It was pretty controversial. Reporters, of course, hated it. They wanted nothing to do with it. There was a, a Supreme Court case about whether this rule violated the First Amendment, and that was in 1969. I don't know too much about that case, but the Supreme Court did some legal dancing. As they do. Yeah, as as they're wont to do. And uh, so they did ultimately say that it did not violate the First Amendment. So it was perfectly okay for them to use it and enforce it going forward. But it was just this constant pushback from talk radio, which was exploding in the 80s uh, and 90s. It, it ended in the late 80s. And yeah, there was just tech with technology and, and satellites and things, there were alternative means of getting your voice heard, a concept we're familiar with today. And so they kind of decided that, yeah, the the FCC no longer needed to enforce this rule. And yeah, so then people like, like Rush Limbaugh dominated the airwaves in the late 80s and 90s and you know some of those comments um on the tweets that you read were actually fairly accurate i mean you know it the ending the fairness doctrine did sort of lead to that polarization of media where you can just present your side of the story and you don't necessarily have to give time to the opposing side or the opposing candidate and you, you know, if you, it used to be that, for example, if you attack somebody in a newspaper article in an opinion, you had to notify that person and then publish their response. And obviously we don't do that anymore. You just, you know, write an opinion slamming President Biden or Mitch McConnell and Bobby Jindal or Bobby Jindal, of course, <laughs> for, for his horrible performance on SNL the night before. Is it, yeah. Easy target. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, that stopped being enforced in the, in the late eighties. 
So yeah, Lester Holt was right. So so where is the bad legal take here? Because they're bringing up the fairness doctrine as something that's still in effect. Yeah, it would be the yeah the the person saying fairness doctrine question mark would be the one. Who Michael Scarns <laughs> is yeah. in the wrong here. Um, yeah, because that that is no longer a thing. <laughs> okay and it was just they just sort of stopped enforcing it or it was like repealed uh, both it was it was mostly repealed during the reagan administration there was a few things left but nothing significant so it, it you know ended kind of de facto in the 80s and then the last remnants were eliminated in like 2011 or something like that during obama's term by the dictator obama Right, talk yep. radio. <laughs> oh, yep. <God>. Just in time for <laughs> for conservatives to feel like Silicon Valley is silencing their opinions. Yeah. They maybe want right, the exactly. fairness doctrine back on on Facebook. <laughs> well, yeah, and actually it, it did try. I th- I think Democrats actually tried to bring it back, uh, actually because of talk radio. Um, because of talk radio and the long and growing tentacles of the Sinclair Broadcasting group which now owns just like just a a a boatload of local broadcast stations and sports broadcast stations and sinclair of the one that has those video op-ed things from must run must run yeah the must run segment from corporate headquarters yeah so the other question i have in this is the fairness doctrine just applied to to broadcast right it wouldn't apply to cable or did it or is that sort of part of the demise of it yeah, that's actually a really great question. Um, it did only apply to broadcast networks. And part of the reason why it was no longer needed was that it didn't apply to the cable news networks. Good question, great Paul. Point. Yeah, that was a really good question. Yeah. I, like I said, I'm, I'm legal curious. So <laughs> <laughs> I know a few things, but didn't know the Fairness Doctrine well. Well, I think you and everybody else. So, uh, and, and honestly, to... To put down fairness doctrine question mark is not a terrible question. I'm 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 gonna go easy on these folks who were part of that thread. I don't I don't think that was. So you're saying you're you're giving you're giving Michael Scarns the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not the worst legal take I've ever seen. I mean, we, we just finished yeah, well, yeah. an episode on people yelling about HIPAA. So you know. <laughs> That actually yeah. shows up a lot on the bad legal takes uh, Twitter account too. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, we we yeah. got into it. So. Yeah, the next person, the next person might not be as lucky as Michael Scarns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We are on the case. Everybody in the Twitter sphere, beware. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, thanks for teaching me about the fairness doctrine. Yep. Thanks for giving me, giving me the part of my undergraduate education that didn't stick. One of many. <laughs> Yeah, this was awesome. This was a lot of fun. I uh, I hope we can do it again soon. Thanks for listening to Sidebar from Fine Laws Don't Judge Me. We'll be releasing these every other week between our full-length episodes. Please subscribe to, rate, and review our show wherever you listen to podcasts. And if there's a topic you'd like to hear us cover, send us an email at finelawpodcast at thomsonreuters.com.